In this episode of Coach's Commute, we speak with Stevenson Bone, Western University football alum. Stevenson grew up playing many sports, but ultimately stuck with football. He had a tough road to playing university football, but also ended up being coached by his dad during his most competitive years. I know many parents out there step up and coach their kids' team at all different levels, and Stevenson gives some great advice from the athlete's perspective on what this is like. Hope you enjoy. Stevenson, uh, we're here, Stevenson Bone, and uh, you know Western Mustang alumni, um, you know, football football alumni, quarterback, uh, backup quarterback for Western there, and uh, you know first of all, I just you know thank you for taking some time and you know getting the chat and really just talk about uh, your career. Um, I think you have a a really great you know career and insight that we can bring to some of our, our coaches and players and parents out there. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of get into that. I just want to, you know, lay the groundwork a little bit and why, you know, we reached out and why I think uh, this is going to be a, a real great, um, you know, piece of content here is, uh, so Stevenson grew up playing football and, um, you know, I don't know exactly on the minor or the youth side, but finished playing career with his dad as his coach, if, I, if I'm not wrong about that. Yeah. yeah, he was my positional coach. He wasn't the head coach, but he was yes, my yeah, position. quarterback coach, right? Yeah. So uh, I think that's a you know not a unique situation. Lots of you know parent coaches yeah. out there. Um, you know, this is a little bit probably of a, a higher level than what a lot of you know athletes end up at. But I, I think we can kind of bring some you know similar experiences and dynamics that happen on and you know off the field, and just really share with everyone you know listening or watching what that looked like, you know, day to day, in season, off season, all those types yeah. of things. Yeah. So I guess the background would be, you know, when I was growing up, I was the smallest kid on the team. I was the youngest birthday, the smallest kid, you know, and I always was, you know, trying to play. I played all different kinds of sports. My, you know, a little background, my father was, he was the first uh, Canadian quarterback to ever sign in the NFL. So he was the first Canadian quarterback to ever sign a contract. He signed a contract with Dallas. Amazing. So, so he was, uh, uh, you know, he won two national championships and was uh, the Heck Crichton Trophy winner, kind of the Canada equivalent of the of the Heisman Trophy. And when he was there uh, back in uh, in the eighties, he uh, he was really really good player. But so he never really even pushed me kind of to, to do that in terms of sports. He always was kind of saying, you know, if you want to play something, you know, play all of it. Don't just play one one specific sport. Um, so th when I decided that I wanted to play football and obviously he did broadcasting when I was kind of growing up, I thought, you know, I really don't want to have him as my coach. And so the, for the first two years, I didn't have him as my coach. And, uh, he kind of saw what was happening at the minor level and just kind of said, you know what, if, you know, my mom kind of pushed him, she said, Jamie, you know, these coaches don't, you know, some of them, you know, he had a level that was higher. Right. And he was mm -hmm. great. He's a great teacher, great with kids. And so he kind of said, okay, I'll, I'll do it all. I, you know, I always wanted to be dad first, but I'll do it to help, you know, the other kids kind of as well. So that's kind of how it started. So he was my youth football coach. And, uh, you know, I didn't play quarterback. I was on the defense. I was like last on the depth chart. I never played. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was always saying, dad, you know, why aren't you playing? You know, so, <laughs> you got to earn it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So thankfully, you know, going into high school, um, I didn't have him in grade nine. Um, but in grade 10, our coach, he said, you know, shoot, you know, I know that your dad is, you know, heck of a, you know, former, his background was amazing. So let's hire your dad. So my high school coach <laughs> can't get away from you here, dad. So, uh, so yeah. So then, uh, so I had him in high school and I never played. I was a backup. I never, 
honestly, Sean, I never threw a single pass in high school football. And I was a backup quarterback. Our team went to the state championship in Connecticut, but, uh, you know, never got to play. And then I walked on, uh, basically after I went to Sajep and went to Montreal, I walked on at Western and I was the eighth string quarterback. And my dad had played at Western previously, but he was already there after my high school. He kind of took a job full time. So he was there two years before I even walked on. And I was eight string. I mean, first day, seven quarterbacks get reps. I got no reps, you know, and I uh, didn't get any reps. And it was a tough kind of climb. And then um, eventually I was the backup. And then I got to start a little bit in, in university. And then, you know, it kind of culminated where I was the starter in my fourth year. And then in my fifth year, you know, I was hurt. And then uh, we won the national championship anyway. So it was kind of a really weird kind of dynamic. And he was kind of there all throughout the way. And if you had gone around and probably picked one one kid to have uh, to have one, uh, sorry, just one second. No worries. You probably could pick one kid to have a uh, to have a. Um, sorry, one sec. Um, if there was one kid that could uh, could uh, to, they'd pick to be the last person, it would be me. Sorry, one second, Sean. I apologize. That's okay. Don't worry. Don't sweat it. Yeah, sorry. If there was one one kid to uh, that that they pick on the team, it'd be the last it'd be me, it'd be the last kid. So, um, so I apologize about that. Sorry about that. That's all right. So, jumping back a little bit, when you were you know starting out and you know you're talking about the bottom of the depth chart there and your your minor minor teams, um, did you ever think about you know trying a different sport? Right. I mean, you, you know, you had yeah, your dad who's yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, So, definitely. so you played multiple sports. You know, football was my last sport, really. You know, I think, you know, baseball, basketball, I was much better at all the other ones because it didn't really, size wasn't as, as an important thing, you know. It just mm -hmm. was, and he never, he was such a great dad where he never pressured me into ever playing football. He Amazing. Said, Listen, it's really not, you know, it's probably not for your body size. You know, you're, you know, five foot nothing. You weigh 130 <laughs> pounds and you're, you know, grade 11, you know, so go play, go, go play golf, go do something else, you know, but I always just kind of found that I liked it the best, just the competition, the, um, you know, just personal preference, I guess, like anyone picking any sport that they truly love. And he was so great about that, where there's a real separation, I think, you know, in our household with kind of sport um, that he coached and then kind of how he was just as a dad, which was nice. And then kind of as we went more into university, it was more of a business-like approach where, um, you know, I could approach him, but I was a little bit more guarded because I knew that if I ever disclosed things, you know, he's going to disclose it to the head guy. And, yeah, you yeah. know, I don't want that to happen. So I was a little bit more guarded, I'd say, and, and complain less. And that's also the nature of university where you don't live with your parents anymore, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, most people, they live away and I lived away. So I'd see him every day at practice, which was awesome because, you know, in the fall, I get to see my dad every day. You know, not a lot of university kids can No, it's that. pretty unique, yeah. You know, and for the first probably 10 minutes as we're warming up, you know, he could ask me about academics and, you know, talk about, you know, my mom and just, you know, stuff like that, which was kind of nice. And then, you know, kind of as we transitioned into practice, the, the mindset completely changed, right? And it was more, okay, it's a business, you know, like approach. Yeah. He'd get on me. I, I even thought sometimes he got on me more than other quarterbacks just because he had to prove the point of that Makes I sense. can't favor yeah. him. So sometimes yeah. I always thought, shit, you know, if my last name was, sorry, if my last name was Smith, you know, it might be better, you know, he yeah, treat yeah. me more fairly. So it kind of went the opposite, but uh, yeah, that's kind of how it kind of was different at different stages, obviously, but 
Yeah, amazing. So how did that, so when you were living together, you know, yeah. I assume in high school, right? High school. Yep, yep. Um, you know, how, how was like, you know, the car ride home? How was dinner after a, a tough game? You know, did, oh, you know, you talk about it? Was it, you know, it sounds like he was pretty good at keeping, you know, the game yeah. and family life separate. Uh, yeah. But did that ever spill over? Did that annoy you? Did oh, you love yeah. it? You know, what did that look like? It's amazing. I heard a, I heard a great line once and it was said, you know, when I was 16, you know, I thought my father knew nothing. And by the time I was 26, I was amazed about how much the old man had learned in 10 years. Yeah. It's kind of that same mentality where, you know, I was probably that hotheaded idiot 15 year old that was, you know, saying, you know, this is what we should be doing. This is why, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. And he would just kind of sit there and take it and kind of be quiet. And then, you know, I was, I'd bring it up to my mom. I complained to her, you know, I complained mm-hmm. to him, you know, it'd be just back and forth. And we actually really were good at kind of leaving it. Um, after it kind of happened that night or whatever, we kind of leave it. The next day it was always kind of on to the next thing, which was really great in terms of moving on and not having uh, kind of it set as, uh, as something where, you know, you kind of dwelled on it. So, um, so yeah, no, it was uh, it was really good in that, in that regard. You know, we were, we were able to kind of separate the Fridays and the practice days away from the game day, and kind of move on to the weekend and do whatever we need to do, kind of as a family. So it was, for sure, did you ever feel? Yeah, did you ever feel? I guess lucky in that you know you can talk to your 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 parent about the sport, yeah. and just because yeah. of his success uh, in his playing sure. career, just to kind of have yeah. you know little tips, mindset tips, even right. if it's not like getting out there and throwing every day. Um, that must have been a huge leg up. It, it, it was, you know, and also the thing, you know, he was always against, you know, just to put this out there, he was always against coaching his own kids. He never really wanted to do it, but mm-hmm. I feel like my mom pressured him saying, okay, hey, well, you know, more than the other guys, you have to help not just your kid, but all the other kids, you know, it's, you kind of owe it. And uh, so I kind of feel the same way a little bit where, you know, if you have a skill as a parent, you know, in a certain niche, you know, I know that you maybe want to separate okay, you're playing with your kids playing, you know, but it's one of those things where if you can help, go help that kid, you know, there's so many kids looking for a direction, you know, right now that, you know, if yeah. you have a, a, the ability to help them, you know, help them. Um, so that's kind of the way he looked at it. And, uh, you know, I always felt that, um, you know, he, <laughs> it's funny because he would come to all the other events, all the other sporting events, and he would just be dad, right? Yeah. But he would still give you that same kind of, hey, you know, you got to, you know, make those friggin' free throws. Yeah. You're missing those things, you know, get out there and practice those. If yeah. You yeah. Play on the team, More shots. You know, take it seriously. Right. Exactly. And he never played a lick of basketball in his life. So it's one of those ones where, you know, he would still kind of get on you about other things, which was, you know, he was dad number one, but definitely, uh, definitely coach there kind of always. And I feel like a lot of dads are like that. Oh, for um, sure. Definitely. But, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, I, th- I think that's a, a really good point is that, you know, there's a lot of, you know, parents these days who have played and it doesn't really matter. I would say the, the level of competition, right. He Even obviously kind of, or something, he, you know, exactly. Yeah. 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 There's, I mean, youth sports across this country just struggles with, you know, finding right. appropriate volunteers and coaches. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, you hear about teams all the time folding because they just don't have anyone to, to coach or run the right. leagues, that type of thing. Right. Uh, so I think that's really cool um, yeah. uh, on your, your dad to kind of step into that because I can yeah. totally understand where he came from, you know, a certain level and doesn't want to, you know, maybe it's an intimidation thing, right? right. Where if yeah. you have a, yeah. a pro athlete now coaching, it's like, right. well, is that going to be too intense for my you know, son? He never wanted to, you know, you know, there's always, it kind of always hurts coaches kids too, where, you know, maybe socially it's not, they're not, 
it doesn't help them the same in terms of getting along with their peers because their peers always think, okay, well, that's their dad. So it's, you know, they get it easy or that's a mentality of it where, you know, he never wanted me to be like that in terms of growing up through sports. He always wanted me to be kind of just one of the normal, you know, people. Mm-hmm. That's the way he was. And uh, so I think that's kind of was his hesitation, right? He, he yeah. wasn't really the, the, the level of play. It was just more socially. You know, he didn't want me to be labeled as the coach's kid, but I actually really like that now. I think it's really neat that I was able to uh, kind of, I, I'd say, overcome that to an extent. If yeah, yeah I get it. Overcome it for sure. You know, um, not that it's a detriment, but I feel like it can, it's a two way street, right? It kind of depends on both who your dad is. You know, some kids maybe have it easier than others, you know, so I can't judge on that. I just say in, in, in mine, it was, you know, he wasn't tough on me, but. You know, it was, there was definitely a separation that occurred, you know, when you're on the you know court, it's actually uh, when you're on the field, there was one time we were in, I was doing a youth, you know, soccer, I think it was in grade eight and the coach left and he actually took it on and knew nothing about it. Okay. His yeah. Idea, his idea was that he could learn it faster than the other, you know, grade eight kids. And he was sitting there reading books, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure out how to do that and, and set us up for success, you know, to the best of his, he'd never played the game in his life. But it just kind of shows you, you know, if you're able to read even just a little bit about something, you know, probably better than kids in grade eight, then you have yeah. a leg up on them anyway, right? <laughs> so, uh, so no, I think that that was really brave of him to do that, you know, and kind of step yeah. into that role. Well, I think, you know, and I would imagine being at, you know, a coach in football and, you know, yeah. having, you know, gone through every level of, you know, football, he knows what it took to, you know, sure. run a successful practice and successful yeah. team. So those types of things, which I think are are almost more important at the youth age is, you know, keeping kids engaged, having fun, making sure that they're, you know, learning how to to listen and interact with teammates and peers and, you know, you know, backup teammates, that type of thing. Um, So really just had to learn like the skills, right? So kind of here's some drills. Here's what we can do. You don't necessarily have to be good at yourself just to be able to communicate that. Yeah. To the, the, best to the coach players is the best teacher, right? The Mm -hmm. best coach is the best teacher. And honestly, the best coach that I ever had, never picked up a ball or didn't know anything about any sports. He was my, you know, high school choir teacher. This guy was amazing. He could get, you know, all these kids corralled, you know, set up for a show. It was unbelievable. The coordination that it took, the ability to kind of get all these different personalities working as one. And that skill alone is really what it is. You know, it's, it's less about the, you know, the X's and O's. It's more about the the Jimmy's and the Joe's they say, right. In football, that's kind of the, that's kind of the saying. And it's more, it's more about the people. It's always kind of been that way. It's a relationship uh, kind of thing. And, uh, you know, for someone that uh, I've coached high school kids now too, and it's all about trying to build that relationship with those kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, more so than, than any knowledge you pick up. And obviously there's, there's things to be said about playing the sport, obviously, but it, but it definitely is not the deciding factor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So looking at, uh, I would say kind of your high school athletic career, um, sure. you know, you said you played, were you still playing multiple sports in high school or was it, yeah. did you now focus on football? What were- so I, I, I did, I did both, you know, it comes to a point where you can't play basketball and hockey in the same season. So I picked yep, basketball, um, but I played baseball uh, and then I played lacrosse and I did uh, basketball and football kind of on my high school teams. And uh, you know, some of them were, um, kind of inner town teams. And then some of them were actually for the high school. Um, but, okay, mainly, okay. but mainly in high school, it was, uh, I was on base and then I did track or interact for the high school track team too. So um, yeah, I did, a, did it all. And, and the thing is, is I think that's kind of what coaches in college were looking, you know, yes, a university 
they're always looking for those kids that can do multiple things. And I always wanted to just kind of be the best total athlete that I could be um, in terms of that. So I think that was kind of the one reason that, you know, he kind of said, you know, do everything you can because you're only going to be in high school once. And yeah. that's kind of the message that I have for kids too. And, 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 you know, as a coach recruiting kids in a university, you always want to see whether they play other sports, if they're just specialized in the one. And I find that sometimes they're lacking in other areas, you know, just in the, the team aspect of it, because mm-hmm. there's so many different good team sports where you need different pieces and, you know, football's no, not unlike, you know, baseball or basketball or, you know, any other team sport, you know, so. Yeah. So, so now in university, you, you said you walked on to uh, yeah. Western um, yeah. as a, as a lifelong backup, essentially yeah. Uh, yeah, bottom sure, of the yeah. depth chart, you know, how did you decide that you wanted to, you know, focus now football? I don't imagine were you playing multiple sports in university and you walked onto a bunch or was it no. like, I'm going to walk on it's, early on, right? It's the first well, I, sport of the season. Yeah. You, you, so did you, you just kind of, you know, make it that year and say, all right, well, this is my thing. Or, you know, how did you yeah. decide, okay, I'm going to focus now on football. Well, I had a growth spurt in grade in my last year, grade 12. And I kind of got okay. to my current height, you know, I, you know, I always thought my mom's only five, four, five, three. I thought, man, I might be like my cousins, you know, five, eight, five, seven, but I got to about six feet and uh, I could throw the ball harder. And I just felt at, at that time, you know, maybe I can, can do this. You know, I really wanted to do this. And I, you know, I, I was going to go to college and, and do track actually and, and run, but I decided, you know, what I was going to do is I wanted to go for it. So I did went, went the prep school route where I could gain weight and kind of mm-hmm. do that. And, and I went to Seja in, in Montreal and played there and, and walked on there and, and, and finally made that team and, and going to Western. I think there was a little bit of an, an arrogance where I thought, you know, I, I thought that I was, undervalued I think just because of my size and I thought there's no reason that I can't play with these guys you know I was at a camp and I still vividly remember there was a kid throwing there that all the teams wanted and I remember throwing next to him and thinking you know I can do that you know Mm -hmm. there's no reason that I can't throw like that guy now at the time was I as good as him no but in my mind I thought I was and that quality I think was instilled kind of at a young age where just you know, you can always be the toughest person on the field. You can always kind of control what you can control. And I mean, that's a great quality. I think that, that my dad probably you know did that when I was in grade seven, kind of instilled that in me, but um, that was always my mindset. And the reason that I walked on at Western what has nothing to do with him. It just had to deal with that. They were the best team at the time. And that was the measuring stick. That was, if you can make there, you can play anywhere and you've kind of made it to the pinnacle of university in my eyes of, you know, in Ontario anyway, yeah. football in terms of winning year in and year out um, in terms of the history. So that's kind of why I decided to go there. You know, if I'd gone to a McMaster or York or Toronto and I applied to a lot of schools, um, but no one really recruited me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted them to, uh, there's one school Concordia that said, Hey, you know, we kind of want you, but it wasn't anything like, um, you know, here's a scholarship. It was none of that. So yeah. Hey, check us out. Come apply. And it's so interesting now is that the, you know, in Ontario and university football, they have a rule that actually caps the number of tryouts at a hundred. The coaches can only have a hundred. And at the time when I tried out, it was uncapped. And so I think that I was able to actually just go to the camp and try out just because it was uncapped. And then they cut other quarterbacks. They cut probably 30 kids. And I was one of the kids that made it. And uh, it's just amazing how, you know, sometimes it just kind of works out for you. Um, but then, you know, it, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't over then when I made the team. It was never really you've made – there's never a definitive you've made the team. It was always, 
you know, you could get cut tomorrow. So you better mm -hmm. every day play like it's the Super Bowl because if you do really poorly tomorrow, well, they could just go get another rookie down the street, you know, yeah. cut, you know, and uh, my dad would have had no say in that at all. He wasn't the recruiter. He wasn't the head coach. He was just kind of there as a guy to, you know, help develop the guys that were on the roster at the time. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, you, you, you'd focus a bit more probably my first year and second year in university more than you'd, you'd party and kind of do that whole thing. I always Absolutely. thought that the big recruits are always doing that. You know, they did their spot was fine that they were going to back up their first couple of years and then slide in. I wasn't afforded that luxury. So mm -hmm. it was always every day you have to game face, you know? So um, yeah, I think that's kind of the reason that I walked on and just resiliency, you know, you just got to be resilient and, and don't let things kind of bother you. And I think that's kind of how I was a, as a player eventually too, when I actually ended up being able to start and play for the team. Um, it was, uh, you know, that same mentality, you know, that you bring to practice during the week when you're the number one quarterback, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was a kind of a weird long career, but it was fun. Yeah, no, that, I mean, it sounds like that was, you know, definitely instilled early on because, sure, yeah. like you said, you, you never, you know, that all-star stud stand out even on your minor teams. Uh, so it wasn't like you, you know, just walked on to the team or kind of walked no. into the team as a, a starter or even a backup, like you said, like those heavily yeah. recruited athletes. Um, yeah. And that, you know, would you say kind of that was from your dad, uh, kind yeah, of that resiliency? I think so. I mean, he, he was very different than me in terms of athletics. He started every game in high school. He was started as a freshman, you know, and then he started for four years and then he went to the NFL. I mean, he was very different. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, athletically, but I think um, me mentally, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that I, I got from him. And, and even uh, after, you know, it was one of those ones where, you know, my, the first time I ever played, was actually, you know, started a game was the university. It wasn't even in high school. I didn't yeah. throw a pass. <laughs> wild. That's wild. That, right? There's so many guys that get to play in high school that, you know, throw passes and are quarterbacks on their team. I never got to even step on the field one play. So, um, yeah, it's a cool story, you know, and I think that um, it's funny. Sometimes it was used as a detriment where writers would, you know, in London anyway, they, they'd say that, oh, you know, because he didn't, he was not highly recruited and really we need to go get a guy that's better. Where I always looked at it as, wow, you're actually, you actually got through all of that and still made it to this point. Shoot, if you played, maybe you'd be really, really good. So yeah, you know, it was yeah. one of those ones where I always kind of viewed it through that lens and they always kind of viewed it for the other lens. But uh, no, it was, uh, I, think, I think the resiliency thing probably comes more from my mom and my sister. <laughs> Uh, yeah. My sister, my sister's a, um, she's a professional like pole vaulter. Uh, she trains out of Arizona. She's training for the Olympics uh, for team Canada. So, um, so yeah. So I'd say that, that she kind of has always been really resilient. You know, what a tough sport that is too. So I'd say that uh, that's probably where it's really from. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah. And I mean, like you said, uh, it, yeah, I don't think it was like ever an easy route. Um, you know, I'm obviously not a football player. I was never part of the, yeah. the Western staff, but you know, I went to Western as well, yeah. knowing the success of the program, you know, I can't imagine, you know, even as a, you know, dad on as a, even the head coach that they're going to make decisions based on, you know, Oh, this is my son. So he's going to play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think you yeah. get to that level of success. Um, 
you know, making decisions like that. Right. Yeah, he, so, never, uh, he was never able to do that anyway. He was always the head, the head guy was, was the guy that, that made those decisions. Um, yeah. He was just giving of, the athletes, he, you know, training yeah. these guys, make them great. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. The head guy is always the, and, and I feel like that's usually, that's kind of a football thing where the, the quarterback usually is kind of the, it's only position where the backup really doesn't play a ton. It, you know, they don't switch in and out as much as other sports. So, uh, mm-hmm. When that guy's your kind of face of your team and you make that decision, it's, it's pretty important. So, um, yeah, yeah no, it, that, that was always not never up to my dad. And it's so funny because sometimes you'd see in film uh, at practice, you know, if it was ever a competitive, you know, scrimmage or something. And if, you know, if I ever did well, you could kind of always see him. He was always, you know, I'd always watch him kind of on the film from the, from the behind camera shot. You could always I knew his body language of being nervous. Yeah. And uh, he was always so nervous whenever I was in. And even when as a player, you know, my, my, the, my first start came at night, you know, he wouldn't talk to me the whole day. He was like, yeah. nervous more than I was, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so it's kind of funny. So yeah, no, it's a, it was, a, it was really special kind of having him around kind of all through all the, you know, phases. And it's weird right now, even just doing this, you know, you see so many things come flooding back in your mind, you know, wow, I'm that story and that, that, time yeah so. yeah just kind of flooding back right yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah. so um i, I kind of want to let you kind of give you know two final words i guess maybe sure. two pieces of advice um one uh so for the parents out there right yeah. so um from the the you know athletes yeah. or the the kids perspective you know what's something you want you know parent coaches to know whether they're coaching a an 8u team just you know rack house league uh you know up to say you know 16 17 kind of prepping sure. for for that next level or college yeah. you know what's something you want to you know say to those parent athletes i'd say always just keep it enjoyable you know i think that yeah. some of the some of my best memories you know growing up were sports related memories on teams where i didn't even play a heck of a lot you know, baseball, you know, rally caps on, you know, cheering on the fences with your, you know, sixth grade buddies, you know, chewing bubble gum, going crazy, you know, scoring six runs in the bottom of the ninth. You know, it's one of those ones where you, you think of those memories. And I think the best coaches I ever had just kept it really light. They were encouraging kind of at all times and they, they were, they were fair and, and they're honest. They, they were, they really were able to kind of talk to people and kind of let them know where they're at. Um, which, you know, kids, I feel like parents sometimes think that kids aren't stupid. Kids are the first people that know who are good on their own team and who are bad on their own team. 100%. Yes. Yeah. So you have to realize when you lie to a kid, sometimes they're, they can see right through that. So you always have to keep it honest and truthful with them. Even if they're bad, you can say, okay, but never, ever, ever, I'd say ever discourage a kid from playing the sport. If he enjoys it, he may be bad at it, but shoot, you just don't know you know, what he's going to look like when he's 18 years old, you know, and there are so many kids that I can remember that were small, you know, and when I was in grade three and four that, you know, the coach told them, you're not going to play football. Those kids, when we're in high school, they're six, three, six, four, but they've never played it because, you know, shoot, when they were in grade three, their coach told them that they were not very big, Mm -hmm. you know, and that those, those simple little things can stick with kids. So I'd say be very careful, keep it light, be fun. Um, and, and that, and be truthful with kids where they stand, you know, they're, they're not dumb. I'd say that's kind of the one, the one word for the, for the athletes and the kind of for the parents. So true. And it's okay not to know what you don't know, you Mm -hmm. know? So that's kind of one, one thing I'd say too. Yeah. That's, that's really, uh, I think that's super important, right? I mean, you know, 
we're not coaching, you know, as parents, uh, our youth leagues, we're not at the top of our game yeah. in the you know, professional leagues. So, you know, admit what you don't know, yeah. you know maybe say, Hey, I'm going to go research this and we'll bring it back next practice. I think yeah, that's, exactly. that's really good. Exactly. That's, a, yeah. that's great piece yeah. of advice. Yeah. Uh, so, so lastly for, yeah. for the athletes, you know, what yeah. would you say to that athlete who, you know, mom or dad is their coach and they get in the car and they're like, Oh, I don't want to talk to dad about, you know, practice here. Mom's always getting yeah. on me about practicing. What, what do you, what's a, your best piece of advice there for, for those athletes? I mean, I think I'd always trying to say that, you know, I, I kind of always told my parents, I need a little bit of a venting period where I got to spew what I'm going to say without you going out and yelling back at me and judging. You know, I would yell at my dad for, you know, extended periods of times and then he'd kind of sit there and take it. And then he'd say, okay, you know, it's okay now. Like we can go and discuss it. So I'd say for the athletes, um, I'd say be able to talk to your parents in a, you know, kind of quick manner, be able to explain to them, listen, I got to vent my frustrations. And then after let's move on, you know, let's move on. Let's, let's, let's go to dinner. Let's not talk about it. And that's kind of the way that our family process, we can kind of air it out really quickly and then kind of move on right away. Okay. It's not going to linger it's not going to leak into next practice. It's not going to leak into, uh, you know, church on Sunday. It's not going to leak into dinner at grandma's, right? It's not going to ever blow up, you know, and all this pent up stuff blow up in our faces. We're just going to air it out at the time. And then for, for athletes that, you know, I would just say always be resilient. You know, you, 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 I can't tell you, I probably had five to, you know, I wouldn't say 10, but five to seven coaches that said, you know, Stevenson, you probably got to do something else. You probably shouldn't do that. You probably got to move on. It's probably time to, you know, retire, take up something else. Yeah. And I never kind of said F you, but it was always in the back of my head. You know, I'd always. Yeah. Internally. That's what you're saying. Exactly. I'll show you. And sure enough, you know, when I finished playing, I was back in my old town and someone, someone had seen my old coach and he just could not believe it. He was just shocked. You, if there, you could line up 30 kids, I'd be the last one. Yeah. So I'd say to those kids, you know, um, don't ever have a coach or don't ever have a parent tell you that you can't do it, do it. I know that sounds very cliche, but I really think you have to believe that, um, that you really, it comes, comes from yourself. There's going to be so many people that doubt you and so many people that say, you know, you can't this, you can't that I'd say, you know, if you really do like playing it, go for it, do it. Um, and then just try to do, do your best at it and have fun you know, enjoy the ride, right? It's the journey. That's kind of the most important thing. It's not the outcome. Right. So. Yeah. That, that's amazing. Yeah. I think that's super, you know, super on point there. You yeah. know, if you had listened to any one of those coaches, you know, you wouldn't be where you are today. You wouldn't have had, right. you know, those amazing experiences and, you know, playing for a top team and getting to play kind of under your dad. Right. I think right. that's super, right. un, you know, yeah. unique and probably, you know, special moments that, you know, you'll cherish oh, yeah. uh, forever. I mean, we won the national championship in my, my fifth year, the final game of my career. So it was, you talk about being nervous, you know, as a, both a yeah. father and a son, you know, this is the last time that you're doing it. You better be, you know, you better be on top, you know, one of yeah. those ones. So, uh, so yeah, no, it was, uh, it was special for sure. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I appreciate you taking a little time out of your day here. I will kind of let you get back to, you know, uh, your work day yeah. there. Yeah. Um, you know, no, good luck with uh, kind of the future there and moving on to Guelph. 
Uh, I think I'll still have to cheer for Western uh, if you're yeah. against Guelph, but you know, otherwise we'll we'll go for Guelph yes. there. No, I'm, it'll be it'll be it'll be eight, you know, seven out of the eight games. I'll be uh, I'll be rooting for them. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Amazing. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks, Sean. Bye now. All right. Bye.